Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. I don't have any special intentions in the inbox today, and I encourage you to change that. You can send in any intentions or prayers that you might have to Daily Decade Requests at ProtonMail.com. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural at ProtonMail.com. Any intentions that you have, any prayer requests, however big or small, we're happy to have them, and uh, I'm happy to pray for you. And when I say we, I mean me, uh, everybody else that works on the show, and the entire audience. It's an opportunity for all of us to approach the throne of God, and confess to Him that He has power over all things, great and small, and to, uh, and to ask Him to exercise this power on our behalf, uh, recognizing, also, therefore confessing also his, his love, his, his charity for mankind, which is a subject that uh, deserves, I think, a little bit of attention today, uh, since it is the Feast of the Sacred Heart. Uh, so I, But either way, whatever the intention you have, I encourage you to send it in. If you have comments, uh, anything that's wrong with the show with the rss feed it looks like we did get that thing with google uh, podcast resolved uh, at least i've been told it's resolved uh, hopefully hopefully it has been resolved for y'all uh and uh, and we're we're back up and running again uh, for today given the nature of the feast and given the nature of this uh, the times the age in which we live uh, there's an awful lot of reasons for people who are of a Christian frame of mind to feel very uh, isolated, very depressed, very alone, uh, very torn from God. Uh, I just read an excellent article on uh, people on the uh, among dissidents, which I think all of us, if you're a Christian, and I mean a genuine Christian, at this point in history, I, I hate to break it to you, but you're, you're a dissident. You're a you're in rebellion against the broader uh, scope of society and they want to get rid of you. You are a disruptive influence on society and that's what Christianity should be. That's what it has been from the very beginning because we are crucified to the world and the world is crucified to us. I'm not going to go on and on and on about it, but there's a tendency among our people because we are so isolated and because we've fallen from such great heights to black pill and to feel depressed and to feel isolated and so given what today is given today's feast i thought it was appropriate to pray for anyone who's suffering from uh, a feeling of isolation a feeling of defeat a feeling of of depression uh, and, and a loss of hope. Anyone who's threatened by the demons of despair, uh, that the, the heart of Jesus will uh, warm them, enliven their spiritual life, ignite in them a spirit of hope and a spirit of faith, above all, a spirit of, of charity, love of God, and everything that is carried along with the love of God. And if you are among these people, trust me, I've, I suffered it, I suffer it myself so I you will know if you are one of these people uh, we are praying for you and, uh, and I'll, I'll have you on my longer rosary today as well and today being the feast of the sacred heart by the way I encourage you to do a chaplet of the sacred heart I don't have chaplet beads and I don't 
say the chaplet all that frequently, I have to confess. And so I won't be, I'll still be doing my, our standard decade today. Uh, but I encourage you to do that or to make an act of reparation to the Sacred Heart. There's a daily act that you'll find on our Telegram channel. I might share it on the Gab as well. And of course, there's the general act uh, of reparation to the Sacred Heart, which you should be able to find uh, composed by, I think the final version is, is the work of St. Pius X. I might be wrong about that, though. It's a Friday, so we're going to go ahead and pray in Latin. So let's go ahead and orient our minds and our hearts towards God and pray for those threatened by despair for the black pillars in nomine patris affidiat spiritus sancti amen pater noster qui es in ceris sancti vicedor nomen tuum adveniat regnum tuum fia voluntas tua sicut in cedo et in terra panum nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie et dimidi nobis debita nostris sicut et nos dimidimus debitoribus nostris et ne nos inducas in tentationem sed libera nos amalo amen ave maria gratia plena dominus tecum benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui jesus sancta maria mater dei ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc et in ora mortis nostre amen Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei. Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei. Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre.
Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat principio, et nunc, et semper, et seculus seculorum. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, Vita Dolceno et Spes Nostri, Salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filia evi, ad te suspiramus, dementes et flentes in hac lacrimarum, vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, illos tuus misericordes oculos ad nos converte. Et Iesum, beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. Clemens, Pia. Ora per nobis, Sancta Dei Genetus, ut digni officiamur promissionibus Christi. Oremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Jesus, inflame in us love for thee, that we, imitating thy love, thy sacrificial love, thy perfect love, may love thee and one another in such a way as to capture perfectly within ourselves the love of God and thereby unite ourselves to God and all those around us, drawing us near to Thee, that we may always love as You loved, pray as You prayed, and ever serve and know the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. For all of us, in all our struggles and battles, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits, and prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacratissimo Coriezo, miserere nobis. Sacratissimo Coriezo, miserere nobis. Sacratissimo Coriezo, Advenir regnum tuum. In nomine Patris, Affidiate, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Now today is the Feast of the Sacred Heart, which uh, is uh, a feast that I think there's a lot of subjects that we could talk about, a lot of things that could be discussed that relate directly to uh, what the Sacred Heart means, what that feast, what the impact of that feast is on each of us. The fact that we're in the month of the Sacred Heart, there's a lot of different things that could be talked about, the history of the feast, and um, I could, I had a couple of different ideas as to how to approach this, but in the end, I, I think that the best thing to talk about, I, I had a conversation yesterday 
or rather the subject came up, it wasn't really a drawn out conversation, the subject came up of emotion and how emotions relate to the faith and how emotional we could be about the faith and whether or not those emotions, whether or not our emotions get in the way of our faith or whether or not they help our faith along. There's a tendency, I think, especially in American Christianity, to imagine that if faith is not emotional, if, you know, if the heart's not in it, then it's not real faith. That it's, faith is something you have to sense. It has, it's something you have to feel. It's a sensibility within you. And I think this is, it's a misled conclusion. Like a lot of things about American Christianity, it has a, a sort of pagan quality to it in a lot of ways. You know, these sort of ecstasies that Pentecostals and Charismatics want to go into, they're not a whole lot different than the kind that you would see among uh, heathen conjurers and uh, people who are going out on spirit journeys and things like that where they consume these these herbs and potions that uh, mess with their mind and give them visions and they feel things and that's a spiritual experience for them. Uh, you see that almost universally in heathen cultures and it, it never it has never existed in in the Christian West at all. It's completely foreign to our faith. And the reason for that is because we are <clears throat> as created beings we're rational. Above all we're rational beings. We are made in the image of God, who likewise is a rational being. And no rational being would purposely alter their mental state in such a way as to deprive themselves of their rationality to any greater or lesser extent in order to make contact with the ultimate rational being, which is God. And Christianity understands that. And to an extent, I think some of the higher some of the higher or certain um, sects of Buddhism also understand this. Uh, and you see a little bit of it too in, in, certain, uh, in, in certain other places. But by and large, the heathen religions don't understand this because they're fundamentally opposed to rationality being originated by demons that make sense. At any rate, the love of God is something which we, as human beings, fallen humans, encompassed by emotion, have a hard time understanding. And it's part of the reason why we fall into things like despair. And despair is a very human thing. Because it is something that... What is despair? Despair is the loss of hope due to fear. And fear is pain at some future possibility. It is not pain felt now, it is pain anticipated. And it is the fear of that pain that, the, the, that drives us into these sorts of frenzied patterns of, of either uh, hyper-preparation or, or depression or despair. The fear of pain and the flight from pain, the flight from fear that leads us into giving up, leads us into despair is the ultimate breaking from what we are called to do as Christians, which is to embrace the pain of our crosses, even fearful that they are, even so fearful as they are, and offer that pain to Christ, who himself 
experienced this. His agony in the garden is, in many ways, that pain at a future event. It is an agony because his humanity and his divinity are struggling to bring him, all of him, into perfect obedience that would make the perfect sacrifice. And he willed that to be. Christ never struggled against his will. He never did anything against his will. He willed to struggle in that way so that his sacrifice would be as perfect as it could be fully perfect. And therefore, uh, if his sacrifice being fully perfect, it would be fully efficacious. St. Athanasius says that which is not assumed is not saved. And so Christ, both in nature uh, and in, in will, and everything that he experienced was the fullness of what he took on so that all those elements of humanity could be saved by his sacrifice on the cross. And we are to participate in that. We're called to participate in that perfect sacrifice by taking all the different kinds of pain that we experience, whether it's fear, whether it's actual physical pain, whether it's emotional pain, whether it's worry over something lost, the emotional uh, upset that we experience. Uh, I'm, I'm experiencing that right now. I can't find my uh, uh, my uh, Seven Sorrows rosary. I know I put it somewhere, uh, but you know, it's one of those things that takes a hold of me. Uh, fear, the, the, the worry over lost things. And that's part of the prayer of St. Anthony, is to remind us that the most important thing that we should never lose sight of is, is Christ. All other things fade, but Christ is, is eternal. What is it? Heaven's, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. That's, that's the scripture. And so when we fall into despair, or when we experience any emotional upset at all, we, what we're doing if we let our emotions take control of us, I should say, all of us experience emotional upsets. When we let our emotional upsets take control of us, what we are doing is we are fleeing from a pain that could be offered to Christ and therefore fleeing from our own salvation. That's one aspect of it, the love of Christ, is to give back to that love, that sacrificial love, through, also, through giving up all kinds of our pain. But we also, there is a quality of our faith that we, that we lack when we allow these things to happen as well, because we allow ourselves to be taken over by our emotions or when we fall into despair. Despair is the abandonment of faith. Because faith flows into our charity, it helps us to understand the charity of God, the love of God, and understand that it is perfect. And that all things that we experience, we experience either in the love of God or we reject the love of God. And it has nothing to do with any decision that he makes. His, his heart is always on fire for all of us. It is full of the consuming fire of, of, God, of the Godhead. That consuming fire is expurgacious. It, it's, pure, it's purgatorial. It cleanses us. It is warming in the way that all love is warming. Uh, and it is, uh, it, it has the ability to transform and test us. And sometimes we experience that as a testing fire, as a trying fire. And whenever we start to 
drift away, drift into despair, drift into depression, drift into sadness and the pain that we experience, we run the risk of failing that test, of revealing ourselves to be less than the gold that we are supposed to be adorning the heavenly kingdom. Gold tested in fire is what, what's, what's happening there is the impurities of the gold are being flushed out. That which is not gold in it is being flushed out. And if all of us run, if we all melt and run away in the fire, then we all that's all we are we know that we are taken by those impurities. We are far from what we are meant to be. And in our despair, in our surrender, what we are doing is we are failing the test that the love of God has placed us in. And all we need to do in those moments is remind ourselves that what we are experiencing is the fiery love that is within the sacred heart, that same fire that is supposed to burn within us, this, this fanatical devotion to perfection and truth that God is. All we have to do is remember that we are being tested in that love and call out to that love, embrace that love, embrace the sacred heart, and we will draw ourselves out of that despair. It's easy to despair. You look at the way the world is, the world is falling apart. Why? Because the world is completely married to, to the world. It is completely secular now, it's completely carnal, and men have total domination. Mankind is in complete control, which means ultimately that the demons are in control because man can't control anything. And God has permitted this because of the arrogance of man and left us in this situation to test us, to try us. And in that test is the love of God, and at the end of it is the warming heart the warming love that God has for all of us as his creatures. We are being expurgated. We are having our purities forced out. Impurities, excuse me. We are having our impurities forced out. So that the result will only be true and pure and perfect and pleasing to God. That is why things are the way that they are. That is why we look around us and see all of this darkness, because we have got to prove ourselves. We've got to flush those impurities of effeminacy and fear out of ourselves. What is St. Thomas Aquinas? All through Lent, we had this on the... I posted this with the, uh, with the post we made on Exodus Americanus. This quote by St. Thomas Aquinas that talks about effeminacy. Effeminacy is yielding to a soft touch to flee from fear and to, to flee from pain and love comfort. That's effeminacy because it's weakness. You know, a man takes a hit, he keeps going. A woman, that's not how women are. That's why women don't settle their disputes with fisticuffs. When we yield as if to a soft touch, when life slaps us across the face and we crumple, that's effeminacy. And we are an effeminate people at this point. The West has become completely soft. 
And, you know, there was that article that was published uh, some time ago about the Greater Crusade, about how we, this, is the, this is the inner Saracen that has occupied the spiritual Jerusalem of our hearts. And it is deeply, deeply emotional, because emotions give us comfort. This is why St. Augustine observes people going to the theater to be made sad. But people still do that. They go to feel negative emotions. Why? Because emotion, all emotion, is a comforting and enjoyable experience. Because it comes from the... It comes from us. From us. It's carnal. And we are drawn towards carnality in our fallen state. Emotions make us... Emotions grant us dominion, or they make us feel like we have been granted dominion. And so it's always, it's, it's a manipulation of ourselves that give ourselves command and control. The Spirit of God doesn't work that way. That's why, that's why God's not in the earthquake. That's why he's not in the whirlwind, the storm. That's why God's in the silence. Because our emotions have to be silenced in order to hear him. And all of those emotions that lead us to sadness and despair, all of those emotions that make us feel very spiritual, all of those, they're nothing but noise that distract us from what the love of God is trying to do in our lives. And they keep us from experiencing the love of God, which is perfect. And being perfect, it is still. It's not this great torrent, this rushing, like, uncontrollable thing. It's the burning bush, which is burned but not consumed. There's stillness about it. And that stillness is ours if we would but unite our hearts to the heart of Jesus. And that, can, that stillness can get us out of despair. I mean, what is despair? Despair is sinking down into the noise. It's, being, it's, a, it's, just, it's curling up around the noise and blocking it out. But the, the stillness of God is when the noise ceases. It doesn't block it out, it makes it stop. Anyone who's listening to me with some kind of, with some uh, sensory sensitivity will understand exactly what I mean. All of us have that on a spiritual level. I, I, someone joked that uh, that all the great saints were, were autistic, and in a way, yes, all of it. They they've real. All of us are. We all have a spiritual autism. We're all deeply, deeply sensitive to spiritual sensory uh, experiences. They disturb us. The stillness of God silences all that noise. It silences all that overwhelming sensory experience. It's much better, it's not just, it's despair, all despair does is cover the ears and the eyes and you sink down into yourself. You can't get out. You've just trapped yourself. All that is is just a panic room. God can't get into that panic room because you won't let him in. The heart of Jesus makes the panic room unnecessary. That's the whole point. It stills the emotions. Because Jeremiah says that the, the heart, the, the 
heart of man is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? We can't trust our hearts. We clean our hearts out. We make them still, and then Christ comes to dwell within them. We cleanse them of the spiritual elements that corrupt them. We take them from the earthly Jerusalem that rebelled against Christ, that put Christ to death. We cleanse it with fire. And we erect the heavenly Jerusalem there with the throne of Christ in holy crusade. That's how we experience the love of Christ. That's what the sacred heart is. It is difficult. Now, the world that we live in is not, it want, does not want difficulty. It wants comfort, which is why it flees from God, which is why it embraces all sorts of perversities. Because the love of comfort, there's, you can never truly be comfortable in this world. Everything is momentary. And if it's all momentary, then you try to make it last as long as it can. If that doesn't work, then you seek other things that give you comfort until you descend deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into perversity. What is perversity? Perversity is twisting, it's turning away from God. That's why Christ talks about a perverse generation. It is a generation twisted, turned away from God. We're all supposed to grow towards the sun. We don't we have an artificial light that takes us away just like a tree grow away from away from the sun you turn that light off and then it no longer gets any of the benefits the sun is always there and so it's my prayer today that all of us should have within ourselves the love of Christ that all of us should experience the stillness and that we should ignore the artificial lights that draw us away from the sun so that we always grow in all of our spiritual endeavors, constantly grow towards the Son of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.